brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. To episode 234 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about living, working, playing in and about in and around the games industry. <laughs> and we do this from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in West Lafayette. And I am joined tonight by my two usual fabulous co-hosts, Victoria Brager and Jordan Lukomsky. Hey y'all, how you doing? Hey, doing pretty well. Wonderful. Great. All right, um, Victoria, we'll start with you. Who are you? Tell us about yourself. I'm Victoria. I'm a PhD candidate at Purdue studying rhetoric and composition, but that's a big secret because I study games. Uh, <laughs> I mostly study gamer identity and controllers and just hanging out here in Indiana in the summer. <laughs> that sounds so exciting. Um, it sounds the, really hot. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been, it's been hot too. It's been hot too. Um, what about you, Jordan? Who are you? Hey, I'm Jordan. I'm an environment artist in the game industry, currently working at That's No Moon in Los Angeles, where I live with my partner and two cats. And when I'm usually not drinking coffee or playing with my cats, I'm playing with the video games. Coffee, cats, and video games. I need that on a t-shirt because <laughs> that that all sounds pretty good that all sounds pretty good um that sounds like the trifecta right there um all right so we'll do our usual tonight what you're playing what you're reading what you're drinking um and then we will launch into our topic of the week so we'll flip it up and say jordan what are you playing so I am continuing my daily Wordle framed, um, just continuing to go through those. Uh, it's been not a super great week for either one. So that's been kind of sad and frustrating, but um, tomorrow maybe it'll be better again, me and my partner. We, uh, one of the first things we do in the morning is we look at each other and whisper, did you do the Wordle? Um, and we make it like a small competition. So I definitely lost today. 
um, tomorrow, hopefully coming back. But those are the dailies. And then kind of the ongoing ones is extraction and D&D. Um, we do Dungeons and Dragons every two weeks. Um, and extraction is kind of uh, whenever people are available. Um, still liking it a lot. And then the new one, which I won't say too much about right now, is Stray. Oh, okay, okay. Good, good. What about you, Victoria? What are you playing? Um, games. <laughs> I've been playing Cities and Skylines a lot. It's very relaxing for me. I don't know why, because I'm kind of obsessed with my traffic percentage and managing traffic. And if it gets below like 90% efficiency, I get stressed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do I need to put an interchange here? Do I need to like split up my industry? What if I add a second industry area and they can have their own little train port? Oh, it's terrible. So, and then they complain about like not having enough fire safety and I'm like there are no fires I don't know why you guys are tweeting at me so I don't know why I find it relaxing to manage traffic in a simulator but here I go I've been playing a lot of Minecraft dungeons um, my group has picked up back for blood and phasmophobia again recently and they're about to release another update with another asylum type map so kind of looking forward to that and a freeware online Catan after we played Phasmophobia for like three hours. And I'm like, okay, we should probably, let's do something else that is not going to give certain people in our group nightmares at night. And that would be my partner. She gets scared at get scary games. Oh, wow. I That that would be me. I'm a coward. Um, and you just scared me when you said that there's an asylum map. Uh, we we yeah and we so one of our group doesn't like to play the asylum and we had never played the asylum until this past week Mm -hmm. and they did not like it and I was like well that's good because there's gonna be another one coming out another asylum app and I was then they're like no just no no I don't think so they don't like the hospital aspect of it and that me and one of the other members of the group were like very much into like, yes, let's go ghost hunting at all of the places. Let's die. Let's harass <laughs> the ghost until we die. It'll be fine. It's Why? fake money. <laughs> it's fake money. I, and my partner is hilarious about it because he, uh, he does not like scary games. And he says that phasmophobia is not really too scary anymore. It gets some of his anxieties up if we play it for too long, but it's not scary anymore because we've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he is the person that when the, when the, uh, one of the extra tasks is like, get a picture of the ghost. He will take the camera and be like, bye guys, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I'm like, bye. And he just like walks into the ghost and he's like, hello, Nancy, are you here? Where are you, Nancy? I'm not scared of you. Come out here so I can get a picture of you. And he's just harassing the ghost continually until like he will sacrifice himself completely to get a picture of the ghost and, you know, die. Mm-mm-mm. No, thank you. <laughs> that game got me so bad. I, I want to like it and I feel like, I, well, I feel like I did like it, but I honestly, I hit three rounds and I have to log off. And 
I went into this being like, okay, I'm with a group of people and it's not like you're in separate rooms. It's not like you get separated and you're seeing different um, things and the game forces you to go in different directions. Like I'm here with my group, I'm safe, it's fine. And things very much, most of the time, were not fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, oh, I, I like really the concept. I just couldn't play it for a long time. Cause again, like three or four rounds max. And then it, it just, it, it tricked me because I was like, this, this would be great. I'm with my group. And it's, it was still really, really scary. Mm-hmm. I just, I need to convince you guys to play with me. It'll be fine. And I'm a delight. I am hilarious when I play. You are. Yeah. I play with you. You you are. I cuz I don't take it very seriously. I'm like, "All right, Nancy, you come out here and you say hi." And then Nancy like throws a um a toy on the ground. I'm like, "Now don't throw temper tantrums. It's not polite." <laughs> like, "Why are you throwing things on the ground?" <laughs> Calm yourself and we can talk about this like adults. I mean, if you are okay with playing, in terms of me hiding in the truck, then it oh, that's fine. wonderfully. <laughs> uh, one of our friends does that. One of our group consistently, like he he takes the camera, sets up the video cameras, and then just sits in the truck watching the video cameras. We say he's a director and he's making movies. <laughs> <laughs> everybody but has their role. It's everybody fine. is valuable and everybody is has their role. <laughs> and... I don't know. It's a silly game, and I really do adore it. And I, I want to play the other ones that have come out kind of similar to it. I think Forsworn is one, and it has to deal with mummies, like finding the mummies and determining what kind of mummy it is. But but in that one, if you die, you can contribute to haunting your friends. I mean, I do that anyway in Phasmo. That's like my favorite thing to do. It's like, once I'm dead, the ghosts don't chase me. So then I can just harass everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time we played with uh together, I was like, Sam, Sam, we're both dead. Watch this. And we I was like, pick up that cup. And we picked up a cup and I was like, now chuck it at them. You are the one that I learned it from. It's exactly. horrible. And like, it's chuck it at thing. them. Kishana like screamed. She's like, why is it throwing stuff at me? And Sam just picking up the cup and chucking it back at her. <laughs> you are the one I learned that horrible habit from just such a troll i love it that's why i want to play forsworn because it's like you can help your friends or you can kill your friends i'm like you offer me an option what it's a question (laughs) help my friends from beyond the grave they're the reason i'm dead (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) all right um anything else you're playing nope Okay. <laughs> All right. So I guess it's my turn. Um, so what have I been playing? Um I will start. Let's see what I start. I too have been playing Stray. I actually finished it. Um and I'm not gonna talk too much about that one now. Um, I have been playing um Time on Frog Island, um, which is it was built as a cozy game when it was coming out and everybody you so we're in the game and I did get a code um for the game for streaming and review purposes um but in the trailer it's like you it shows that you're shipwrecked on an island that is um inhabited by anthropomorphized frogs um so your ship's all broken and you have to fix your ship so you have to run around um and 
when it first came out, it's like, you're shipwrecked. And I was like, oh, cool. So we get to farm on this island with frogs. Cool. But that's not really what it is. What you have to do is you have to run around and trade with these frogs to um, get parts to fix your ship, your boat. Um, and there's no, like, <clears throat> there's no dialogue, um, like written dialogue of any sort. There's a few kind of pictures that give you hints. Um, uh, so you have to figure out what the pictures mean and then um, go about and like find things, solve a series of puzzles, et cetera, in order to get the things that they need so that you can go back and trade with parts from your ship uh, or for your boat or your ship. It's a boat. It's not a ship. It's too small to be a ship. So um, it's been really fun. And there's some kind of really uh, cute and quirky little stories that um, belong to each um, frog on Frog Island. Um, so I've been really having fun with it. Um, it's called Time on Frog Island. Um, and then I also started um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, um, which I was kind of skeptical about because I did not like Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I was not a fan of. Um, but I liked the series, just didn't wasn't a fan of how that game went. It was just too too slow. And I was like really just not happy having um, the Blades giant battle boobs in my face all the time in the game. Um, and people kept telling me stuff like, oh, after the first 20 hours or so, it really picks up and you'll really enjoy it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am not going to play a game for 20 hours to see if it speeds up enough that I will like it. No, no, thank you. That's not how it works. I played it longer than I would have normally played it because I was streaming it when it first came out. That was way back when. And so I probably ended up playing it probably at least five or six hours. And that was just enough, enough. Um, and I didn't go back to it because there was no way I was going to play that for another 15, 16 hours or whatever and hope that it got better. Um, but Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I'm enjoying. Um, it the it's it's more fast paced it's definitely more fast paced i'm enjoying the story um and um the characters i'm enjoying the stories and the characters um so but i'm only playing it on stream because um like i start like i started it on stream and i played it i don't know five or five or six hours on stream and people were invested and they wanted the story. So I was like, oh, okay. This is not the kind of game, because you know, that game is, I think, for a lot of people capped out at like 120 or 150 hours. I'm not playing that twice. I'm not playing that twice. Um, so I was like, I'm just gonna play it on stream until y'all are sick of it. And then when y'all are sick of it, nobody wants to see it anymore, then I'll just finish it off stream. Um, because usually what I'll do with with games that have a story that I really want to play. Um, I'll have two saves, like my stream save and my regular save, but this one's too long for that. This one's too long for that. There's a bunch of other stuff I want to play too. So that one is going to be pretty, it's going to be slower paced because I might be playing it on stream, but I'm probably only going to be playing it like once a week on stream instead of like all my stream days. Um, 
just because there's other stuff I want to stream too. So um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I'm enjoying it so far, but I but I am, like I said, only five or six hours in um, because stream. <laughs> and then uh, the last thing on my list that I've been playing a lot of, I finally got my stream deck, Steam Deck, not Stream Deck. I have a Stream Deck too, but that's a different animal. I finally got my Steam Deck. It was, uh, it came like, I think two days shy of one year from the day that I uh, <laughs> pre-ordered it. So it finally came. Um, and for those who don't know, the Steam Deck is, is basically what it is. It is a handheld PC. Um, it's a little, it's a little bigger than a, than a Switch. Um, and you can play full-fledged PC games on this puppy. Um and I was really excited when I first like saw that it was announced um, because I was like, that will get me away from my desk and still allow me to play games that I want to play um, that are only on PC. Which is kind of weird because like most of my big games, my big open world games and my shooters and stuff, I play on console. Um, and a lot of the games that I play on my PC are um, either farming sims that have a lot of mods that I want to use um, or the sims because I just don't like the sims on console. Um, and a lot of indie games that come either first or only to PC. Um, so the game that I have been playing so much of lately is a um, a new little game um, that is only on PC. It is in early access. Um, it's called Dinkum. It's called Dinkum. And it is like a cross between um, Animal Crossing and... I don't know. Let me think of a good survival game. Um, and, a, and a survival game. Uh, there's no survival game in particular that I can think of. And it takes place in the Australian Outback. That's the name, Dinkum. Um, and it's done by a, uh, it's being developed by a single person, James Bearden, I think is his name. I can't remember. I think his last name is Bearden. Um, and like mechanically it it plays uh just like well not just like but a lot like animal crossing right so you've come to this town with this person um or this island with this person named fletch um and fletch is a is an elderly woman who's returning to um the island after years of living in the city and she just wants to like retire back in her home on her home island uh or near her home um, so you set up a base for Fletch, you do stuff for Fletch. Um, and as you do like hit milestones and do certain things, you have dailies that you need to do. You get permit points that are nothing but nook miles. Um, <laughs> and you, as like, uh, NPCs come visit, you set up a little visitor center, uh, a little visitor thing where they pitch a tent. Um, and you can buy things from and um, try to convince them that they want to stay. And then when they stay, you can build them stores or what have you, whatever they need. Um, 
So there's like a general store and there's a florist um, and there's um, like the dude that has, uh, he's like, he sells animals and feed and stuff. So, and then there's clothing and there's furniture. It is very much Animal Crossing. It is what Animal Crossing, it is like, but it, I like it even more because it's not the latest Animal Crossing, which while I love Animal Crossing and I did put, um, oh gosh, I don't know, three, 400 hours in the latest Animal Crossing. It is nowhere near as good as the past Animal Crossings have been. Um, this one resonates with me because it feels more like the past Animal Crossings. Now, so you have all this cutesy stuff and you get to build these relationships and buy stuff and like build the town and build your home and like deck out your home and craft stuff and gather stuff and do all this other stuff, things will murder you <laughs> because it is still very much a survival game. Um, and I am loving and hating the fact that I now have a steam deck because if I did not have a steam deck, it would probably curb how much I was playing because I wouldn't want to be sitting at my desk the whole time, but because I could just grab my, my steam deck and go sit on the couch or grab my steam deck and go get in bed. I can still play this game. Um, now, because it is an early access, it's not optimized yet. Um, so while it plays and it plays well on steam deck, it absolutely absorbs battery. So I can't play, I can only play two or three hours before um, either the battery goes dead or I have to plug it in. Um, and while with games that are like verified for Steam Deck or optimized for Steam Deck, you can probably play seven or eight hours. Um, a lot of the the triple, the huge AAA titles that um, are seriously graphically intensive, uh, you can probably get about the same as you get out of Dinkum, which is two or three hours. But Dinkum is a little indie title that looks like Animal Crossing and other games like that. You can probably get seven or eight hours. But like I said, this one is nowhere near optimized. It's only been in early access for about a week. So it's new, new. Um, but I am absolutely loving it. I am absolutely loving it. So that is what I'm playing. Um, and it's, but it's, and it's really cheap. It's like, 20 bucks on steam right now so if anybody's looking for an animal crossing game that will murder your face i highly recommend dinkum i highly recommend dinkum and it does have multiplayer so just saying um i don't know if i've thought of that combo before <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun some things you don't know you need until you until you actually have them So you might, you know, you can check it out. Um, so that's what we're playing. Um, what about, what about reading? Jordan, what you reading? Um, I finally finished after, I think this was about, I don't even know how many months. I just know that the person that was reading it with me was waiting for me for about three months. So apologies there. Um, but I finally finished the Six of Crows duology, the second book. It's a young adult fantasy novel by Lee Bardugo, um, same author as Shadow and Bone series, which I read previous to this. Um, and overall, I really enjoyed this duology. If someone was in the same situation or perspective as me, where they weren't 
necessarily a huge fan of the original trilogy, whether it's because of the characters or whatever the reason, I would recommend at least trying Six of Crows. Um, I feel like the world building, the characters, the dynamics, the motivations um, are just a lot more interesting and a lot less frustrating in terms of uh, people just won't talk to each other because it's convenient for the narrative. Um, so yeah, was a pretty big fan of that duology. Um, and if you did like the original trilogy, you would probably still like Six of Crows. It does focus less on the um, people that can wield magic, but um, I actually kind of liked that and how that uh, played with the world building. Um, so I finally finished that. Um, I read another book and finished uh, called Ahsoka, uh, also a young adult novel, but this one is a standalone by E.K. Johnston. Um, and this is a Star Wars novel that follows the character Ahsoka, who is um, Skywalker's Padawan in the Clone Wars. Um, I started watching the TV show and she quickly became one of my favorite characters. Uh, just not necessarily just with Star Wars, but just in general. Um, so this book takes place right after uh, the Clone Wars, but before the rebels have really come together and it kind of bridges her story of what happens after Order 66 and how does she become where she's at, where we see her. Um, with the Rebel Alliance and in the Mandalorian. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. One thing that going into it, I wasn't sure about that I'm super confused by is I know there was a huge like rewrite with what was considered canon, what isn't considered canon. I'm still confused by that. There's a ton of Star Wars books. I am nowhere like super knowledgeable about all of that <laughs> there's a lot there um but I can say I know for this book minus a few chapters that um take place during the tv show because this book came out before the final season did actually um because they finished it didn't think they were going to bring it back then they brought it back um there's a few chapters that conflict with the season finale and those aren't necessarily considered canon, but the rest is. So I don't know if there was any thoughts or, consider, or concerns there. Overall, the book still takes place. Um, and then the last book, and this is the one that I've just started. I haven't finished it, so I can't go too much into it, but it is The Dawn of Yang Chin by FCE. It came out in mid-July and it is the duology in the Avatar universe that follows the Avatar Yangchen. Um, it takes place before the Avatar Kyoshi duology, which I read, I think, a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, and again, I just started it, so I can't get too much into it, but also a young adult uh, fantasy novel and at least initially I have the same thoughts on it as Kiyoshi. I obviously am a huge fan of the universe in general but I think the books do an excellent job of world building and I think anyone that's a fan of the universe will 
enjoy these books a lot because it's so interesting to see how history interacts with history and you have the avatar shows and the Korra shows but seeing how certain things ended up the way they did um are built upon in these books uh and i was also concerned because you're following the avatar in every single book but i think they do a really good job of making the avatars not feel the same and the groups have much different goals and much different intrinsic and external conflicts. Um, so it doesn't feel like a rehash or stale or anything. Mm, nice. Um, that's a nice selection. What, um, and Victoria, I will not even ask. <laughs> Because I see that you're not reading anything right now, except for probably school stuff, which yeah. is never fun. Well, it can be because you're reading video game magazines. That's true. Yeah. I enjoy reading video game magazines. I'm weird like that. I don't I don't mind it. Um, it's that I, I can't get caught up in reading them because mm -hmm. then I get distracted. And then and, you know, I have like 300 of these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. I uh, <laughs> I'll have to take a picture of what one of my cabinets looks like. There's just stacks of magazines. <laughs> I'm okay. like, ah, Game Informer has changed so much in the uh, 20, 20 odd years that I have represented here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Um, then I'll jump in and say what I'm reading. I um, um, was recommended this book uh, by a friend. Um, it is called Honey Girl uh, and it's by Morgan Rogers. Um, and it's about a, um, a young woman who's just finished her PhD um in astronomy and like most folks who finish their when you like a lot of folks when you finish your phd it's kind of anticlimactic <laughs> you know it's like Woo, i'm finished and then you're like oh i'm finished uh and so she uh goes on this um trip with her friends to vegas um and gets drunk um and marries a woman she doesn't know uh in fact she doesn't even remember her name i don't know if she ever knows her name um so it's under those uh what happens in vegas stays in vegas kind of things but oops you got married instead um but i went into it thinking that it would be an interesting read on someone who has um you know is going through that kind of anticlimactic post dissertation defense phase um and i was willing to ignore the romance part y'all know i'm not a big fan of romances and if it has any romance it's got to be queer romance for me um but um i'm not digging it i am literally about halfway through um i i checked the other day i was like how many chapters does this book have so the book has 20 chapters i'm on chapter nine and so I can see where it had potential, but 
um i'm giving a 30 second spoiler so uh plug your ears for a second it kind of lost me with the self-harm thing i swear to god if i read another um book um about a uh about a black girl doing self-harm i am going to like lose my shit um so yeah i'm not i'm not digging it i'm not digging it i mean it's otherwise it would be kind of a a, uh i hate to say i hate to talk bad about people's books um it would be kind of a mediocre it would be a kind of a mediocre romp otherwise um that could be fun if it was like quirky enough or you know if it like resonated enough with like how folks feel or you know how I felt and how I know a lot of other felt people felt when they first like finished their PhDs um because there's other stuff in there where she starts to talk about like institutional institutional racism and like the racism that she experienced in job interviews um both uh you know both kind of the 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 obvious stuff and then that the kind of low-lying microaggressions stuff like that right so I mean it had a lot of potential um and I don't think it delves enough into the stuff that I wanted to delve into and it delves too much into stuff that I really just don't want to see um I really just don't want to see um and it's not because I don't necessarily think that that like interrogations of that kind of stuff it should exist in literature but i don't want to see it existing in and and this is because probably mm, the last two ya books um that i read about black women of that of this age in their 20s um did involve self-harm self-degradation that kind of stuff and i'm like nope i'm done i said i was done after the last one y'all should have told me this shit was in there in the book blurb then i wouldn't even pay my money um so yeah i'm really pissed about that one um so yeah honey girl is what i'm reading um what i was reading and i gave myself permission finally to just quit um i gave myself permission to finally just quit um, and that it usually doesn't take me that long, but I kept reading with the hopes that like the other stuff that was possible in the book kind of started to push its way forward. And it hasn't, it hasn't. Um, and I think, and, and I don't want to keep reading to find out because I keep, every time I feel like, okay, maybe we're going to move past this now and we'll, we'll talk about other stuff and other stuff will come to the fore it fools me and then it doesn't and I'm at another kind of turning point in the book where I think it might but then I'm like no I'm going to read another chapter and then she's going to be doing shit again and I'm going to be mad so I'm just going to stop now um so I went to the bookstore with P um she and I have a uh we have a um we have a a uh, not a method but kind of a procedure for going to the bookstore we go early like when it first opens <laughs> and people aren't there i mean now there's not terrible there's not usually a ton of people in our bookstore here in town anyway um but when there are a lot of people it's like a bunch of old people who are just like you know um yolo i'm not wearing a mask um 
so and I'm like y'all wasn't need to be wearing a mask so but we went uh masked up of course we went to the the bookstore um uh, early enough that there weren't a ton of people there um and I picked up uh three books for myself and one of the books that I picked up was um called Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry um which is a high fantasy novel um and in it in it's about a middle-aged orc adventurer who um is has come to a point where she wakes up in the morning and stuff hurts she fights battles and stuff hurts so she's got the one artifact that she's been looking for forever and she's tapping out and she goes and she opens a coffee shop um so um and i've heard from everybody that it's really good because i had kind of seen it um somewhere like on the interwebs of somebody talking about it and then when I was in the bookstore I saw it I'm like you know what I grabbed it and I read the first chapter and I'm like I'm gonna get this one this sounds actually sounds like fun and then I posted a picture on social media and people were like I read that it was really good I was like why didn't anybody tell me about this book um so that's what I'm starting and I think that that will hopefully be lighthearted enough to get me over honey girl so yeah that's what I'm reading (laughs) that was my i'm pissed off rant about the book that i'm reading again um but i'm happy about the one i'm 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 starting i'm happy about the one that i'm starting um and drinking jordan what are you drinking i am drinking a mother earth brewing company cali creaming vanilla cream ale um it says it has tasting notes of vanilla bean and definitely got that clear vanilla taste. Uh, overall, I think I like it, but it is definitely a little bit sweet. It's not like dessert drink sweet, like some peanut butter stouts or um, drinks that are meant to be um, for drinking uh, as dessert, but it definitely does have a little bit of that sweetness. So not something to drink often, but as uh, once in a while, it's pretty good. Oh, that was like that. What did you have last time? It was a, was it a vanilla milkshake IPA or? It was like a peach oh. milkshake IPA that yeah, just yeah. tasted like peach. Got you, got you. Um, That sounds good. And it's a stout. See, I might like that one. The IPA, no, you lose me at IPA. <laughs> All right. Fair. But that one sounds, that one sounds interesting um what about you victoria what are you drinking um water (laughs) water's good keeps you hydrated hydrating yeah yeah i got you um then i'll go i am uh, again uh, again this week i am drinking the tropical abomination um because i was like I'm going to drink the tropical abomination again. So for those of you who were not, have not listened to the last episode, it is a blend of sparkling waters. It is uh, clementine, peach, and mango with the, with the two sparkling waters mixed together. And one of them is the, uh, is a San Pellegrino Memente. So Memente, so it's got a little bit of juice in it. Um, So it's, it's sweet ish um and coconut rum so it's like a tropical 
I don't know, a tropical fantasy on your tongue and it's bubbly, which kind of makes me happy. It kind of makes me happy. Um, it's it's a weird combination. It's a weird combination. <laughs> uh, people are like, what the hell is she drinking? Um, sometimes I get adventurous and just mix things together. And I never feel, uh, and it's fine because I never feel obligated to drink it. Cause I'll mix it. Sometimes I'll mix, I'll be like, this might be good. And I'll mix it. And I'm like, no, that that's not. So I just pour it out. Um, and then, um, last, uh, last podcast, I had mixed the waters together before and they were good. And then I was like, you know, what would be good in this coconut rum? Um, so I did. Yeah. And it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is what we're playing, what we're reading, and what we're drinking. So um, this week, we're going to be talking about upcoming games that we're looking forward to. I don't know about anybody else, but I feel like we have had more game releases this summer than we usually have in our like traditional drought summers. Summers are usually like a big release drought, at least in my memory right? So you'll have a couple games here and there, but you don't have like lots of games. And I feel like we've had a lot of new games um, this summer. So um, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about like games that we're looking forward to in the next month or so, because I got one that cheats. Um, So if we could, let's go kind of round robin and we'll um, start with you victoria um and every, we'll do one everybody do one and then we'll go around again um and see and see what happens and see what happens i we haven't shared our games i get the feeling there might be some overlap because i know some stuff that i thought would be appealing to 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 other folks but victoria what it, what what's your first game all right my first game is cult of the lamb Yes, what? just me. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I've seen it. Tell us about Cult of the Lamb. So it's this idea of your life is saved as a lamb by this omnipotent being. Um, and you begin a cult and indoctrinate other animals into your cult. And you all like worship the the being who saved your life. And you can assign followers like tasks to make them do things after they've been indoctrinated and you can resource gather and you can create structures in your cult base. And it's just all about having a cult. Your goal is to increase the cult's power. That is ridiculous. (laughs) And you're a cute little lamb. (laughs) Nobody expects the lambs. Nobody would expect a lamb. And you I... destroy the non-believers. Oh my. That's even that's <laughs> even creepier. I've seen this. Um, let's see. I've seen this because I saw like the trailer for it. It's a roguelike. Oh my god, look at this how it just gets, gets described. Roguelike action adventure farming simulator. There's <laughs> just so many things crammed into one. Ah, uh-huh. Yeah. That sounds interesting, though. It's coming. I out love soon. a good cult. It's on 
it's on windows switch playstation what else is it on it's on everything and xbox oh okay cult of the lamb you have to come back and tell us about that once you play it or if you play it i plan on it (laughs) i get to run a cult of adorable creatures and and destroy the non-believers and destroy the (laughs) non-believers oh god it's the perfect kind of game for me it it sounds it sounds interesting (laughs) i mean you i could easily be sold because of the farming simulation aspect of it and because i like roguelikes and because i like action adventure games um so if some of my other ones don't pan out i might check that one out you you also like cute games i do i do i like i like cute games that can also be murdery Mm -hmm. i do (laughs) all right uh jordan join the cult join the cult of the lamb uh okay i got you uh jordan what about you um so mine aren't ranked in any particular order and i'm really glad that you said you had a cheat one because i definitely do too um i didn't know if i was gonna get in trouble for that one but i'll start with one that comes out the soonest uh and this is a game called south of the circle it's actually currently available on apple arcade but comes to ps5 ps4 switch steam xboxes tomorrow on august 3rd um it's developed by state of play and also published by state of play and a little bit studios um and the thing that kind of drew me to this game when i was first watching the trailers was that overall the genre itself is interactive fiction adventure drama it's a single player game um and I just really like interactive fiction games. I feel like I don't play them as often for how much that I like them. Um, But regardless of the type of game, whether it's a big open world or um, more of an interactive fiction like this one is, uh, if it's cinematic and super story-based, I'm always on board, at least initially. Um, A lot of the games that I play are really focused on um, player choice and story. I'm not sure how much of this is player choice, um, like Life is Strange, uh, but the overall premise of this game is that you are playing an academic named Peter who gets um, stranded and he's caught up in a political conflict during the Cold War and the overall focus of the story is supposed to be on analyzing life, big life choices between career, true love and the desire to keep promises. Um, And the main plot is supposed to invoke questions of whether or not you pursue true love or career, how that, goes into each other and also how do you keep your promises so um, not always a huge romance person either but uh, I don't know when I was watching the trailer it really grabbed my attention seemed like a shorter game that was really focused on story which again something that I like Um, 
definitely more of a minimalist uh, art style, which I also kind of liked. Uh, the only thing I am worried about at this time is please don't have wolves attack you. I have no idea if that'll happen, but, uh, and I don't even know if that's possible for uh, the area that it takes place in, but uh, if wolves start attacking me, I'm probably gonna have to stop playing. I haven't seen anything about that in the trailers, but just uh, kind of the tension that they're leading to. Just hope that doesn't happen. I'm glad you mentioned that one. That was my cheat one. I, I also had a cheat one and I'm glad Sam was like we're having cheat ones I'm like oh thank goodness oh that was not <laughs> my I cheat had four. one yeah so this one was my cheat one and I, nope. I was getting some like long dark vibes from it too when you're like oh please don't let the wolves attack you I'm like yeah it has some kind of like the long dark vibes but I'm into mm. it wow so what you're saying is none of us can follow the rules what? <laughs> None of us can follow the rules. <laughs> okay. To be fair, what? this actually was a little bit hard because we did like our uh, games that we're looking forward to just like across like the next year. And three of mine came out on the same day in March. Wow. And the other one came out in July. <laughs> this one was hard. I when you said like three games that are coming out soon like august or september i was like oh to limit myself <laughs> pull everything from august i know i'm horrible i'm sorry all right so what about you victoria what's your second game my second game is immortality which is from the developers of her story and it's going to be kind of like that interactive sort of deduction game where you're trying to find clues about what like where the missing person is and what happened to the missing person and determine what's going on so it it's based around this actress who has disappeared and all of her stuff is gone like her movies somehow are gone. So you have these behind the scenes videos and you're looking for clues about her disappearance. And and for someone who's into like murder shows, I'm like, yes, I will watch this and I will play this. Cause it, it does kind of have like a uh, um, selling itself as a, uh, it's selling itself as like a movie trilogy, interactive movie trilogy. So that sounds interesting. I'm I'm looking it up because I'm I'm making a list. Uh I'm making a list so that we have a, a list to put in the show notes. Um, and then I was looking and I was like, that looks fun. That comes out on the 30th, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna add that to my wish list because I actually want to play. It's a it's a FM it's FMV. It's full motion video. Yeah. Uh, it so is. it has that kind of like movie sort of feel, and then trying like playing a mystery game in a movie and. Mm-hmm. Because you know mysteries are my dirty little secret. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm gonna wish list that one. That sounds interesting. Okay. Um, Jordan, what is your second one? 
My second one is Soul Hackers 2, which is a JRPG cyberpunk adventure game that takes place in Japan. Mm-hmm. It releases August 25th, developed by Atlas, Atlas and published by Atlas and Sega. Um, it's supposed to come to PS4, PS5, the Xboxes, and win- Windows. There's speculation that um, it'll come for a port for Switch, but probably not at release. Uh, it is also a single player game. And the reason why uh, I was looking forward to this one was I was watching the trailer and I was like, wow, this looks a lot like Persona. And then when mm-hmm. I looked up, it's like, oh, because it's the same universe and the same company. That's why. Um, so really digging the art style. Um, I actually have not played a Persona game, but it has been recommended to me a lot. Um, and I know Persona 5, uh, I think it's like Gold Edition or Royal Edition is coming out in like October or November. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll give Persona 4 and 5 a chance then. But yeah, something that's coming out more recently is Soul Hackers 2. Um, same universe, same art style. So I think I'll like this one as well. Um, it explores the supernatural RPG um, kind of vibe. It has summoners and the main character is Ringo, who um, is out to save the world from apocalypse. Uh, I don't know much about the universe in itself but one thing that i did like in reading about it was most people are saying that you don't have to play the previous installments to at least get started and understand it i'm sure that there will be references and moments that had you played the uh, previous ones you'll understand but i think one of the biggest things for me is as um more games come out like twos and threes and um, add-ons to previous uh, universes is uh, if it requires you to play the previous game that usually loses me just because then that's twice the amount of time or I'm not super interested in the previous iteration for certain reasons so I like that this is a series that while maybe beneficial to play the previous versions, it's not um, necessary in order for you to like get started with the game and the story. I am the same way about games in a series um, because a lot of times, you know, because my, ta- my taste in games has changed over the years. Um, so there may be games that I didn't play um the original like first one or two in the series um but like the new one will come out and I'll be like oh that really looks good I I can this like looks good to me now um but I don't want to go back and spend 300 hours (laughs) playing all the previous ones just to be able to play the new one um I just want to be able to play and enjoy the new one um so for persona um I love the persona games I have not played them all um and I had I have that I don't know if I've ever told a really sad story of what happened to me in persona 4 
um because persona 4 came out on the uh vita it's a vita right um I'm trying to remember if it's a vita or the psp it was a vita and i was playing it on the vita and it was uh one summer where i had like three back-to-back conferences um in three states right from the east coast all the way back to the midwest um and so they were i was doing games presentations and i had to because you know that was back before um like conferences where people were talking about games actually had consoles that you could like use or pcs that would play the games that it like in the conference centers or whatever so i had to take my equipment with me so i had consoles with me um and then in my second second um and the second hotel um my vita got stolen um <laughs> it got stolen in the hotel um from the hotel while i was like out at the conference um and i remember um and and i and it and i was sad <laughs> because you know not because the console itself was gone because that's replaceable but because my save was gone and that was back before like cloud saves um so uh we we eventually figured out like who had stolen it and whatever and the hotel agreed to uh replace it um so they replaced the console and all the games that i had with it um and uh the, and the person who stole it was smart enough that they only took like the Vita because I guess that was the smallest thing uh, or the thing that they wanted and the games and they didn't take like everything because that would have been more obvious immediately. Uh, but it was obvious immediately to me because that's what I was playing at night when I got back to the hotel, at nights when I got back to the hotel. Because um, that was also before that was like, it was like the day before I want to say it was like the day before the last Animal Crossing came out. Not uh, not the latest, but the one before. Uh, so New Leaf. And I had P with me because um, P was traveling with me like she usually does at, for conferences. Um, and she was a little, a little, little. Um, not a baby, but a little. Um, and she wanted Animal Crossing. Uh, so it was like the first Animal Crossing uh, for her. And uh, we were driving around, uh, <laughs> we were driving around to like Targets and Myers and like electronic stores <laughs> looking for um, a copy of Animal Crossing. And it was like, I got the last copy at one store. Um, and then I was like, I need a second copy because I can't give her my copy. <laughs> And then I, but I also can't be that parent that be like, I'm sorry, you duck out of luck. This is mine. Um, but so I never finished Persona 4, Persona 4 Golden. I never finished it. Um, and so um, I have always told myself, I was like, oh, I'll just, I don't know, at some point play it again. So I was kind of waiting for it to come to Switch because I don't play my Vita really anymore. I mean, it's it's in it's in the game room with the other handhelds but I don't really play it anymore. So even though I own it on the Vita, I don't, I haven't played it again. 
Um, I needed some separation from that experience. Um, so I've been play- waiting for it to come to Switch. So they announced like a month or so ago that um, Persona 3, 4, and 5 were coming to Switch, but they did them backwards. So they were releasing Persona 5 this fall on the Switch. And then Persona 3 and 4, they were just like later. And I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no date even so sometime in 2023 is i think what they said for uh uh three and four so when i got the steam deck that was one of the first things i did was buy because they they did finally release persona 4 golden on pc um so i bought it to play on steam deck because it's a verified steam deck game um so i'm gonna finally replay the beginning of and hopefully finish persona 4 golden and i just remember it and it it might just be nostalgia jordan it might just be nostalgia but i remember persona 4 golden being like my favorite persona um and um i judged persona 5 by by persona 4 standards so i am going to play persona 4 golden and then go back and revisit Persona 5, which I do own. I bought it at launch, uh, but I couldn't get into it. And I think it's just because I was still like low-key mad about Persona 4. Um, so if you're going to play one first, I'd say play Persona 4 if you want to play it. But you don't, if you don't want to play it on PC, then if you want to play it specifically on Switch, then yeah, definitely play Persona 5 and then go back to Persona 4 later. But yeah, that's my weird Persona 4 story. I'm sorry. I yeah I remember it like corrupted saves and stuff and it's less you still have the game or you can get the game it's it's always saved mm-hmm. there's so much hours and love exactly. that save exactly I I can't <laughs> but I'm gonna do it I'm gonna dive in I've I've already installed it. I gotta get this, I gotta get Dinkum out of my system first. And then I'm gonna start after I finish Dinkum, or maybe even while I'm still playing Dinkum, I'm gonna start playing uh Persona 4. All right, so my second game, and also I want to play Soul Hackers. It wasn't on my list, but now I really want to play it. And I blame you. Um the second game on my list is got a long title it is rpg time the legend of right um and it comes out for some reason wait when did when did this game come out i have it written down as coming out in august and maybe it comes out it comes out on steam later which is different um or maybe I'm just wrong altogether, but it's RPG time, The Legend of Right. So what it is, is it's this really cute game um, where you build um, a game and it's about a kid and his game master's notebook. Um, And it's a a handwritten, hand-drawn RPG um, in this notebook. 
Um, and it kind of unfolds as you like go through the game and flip through the pages. Um, and as you flip every page, like the story um, and the adventure progresses. Um, and I am just totally and completely drawn in by um, not only the art style, but also the fact that you get to see this game, uh, to see this story, not the game. I mean, because we know the game's already, the game's already there, but the game in game, the metagame, we see the game like created, unfold. Um, and I am, I'm hooked already. I'm hooked already. Um, so that one comes out who knows when it comes out because steam says September 13th, but I have it written down as being in August and it might just be that I have not, um, kept up with it, but, um, yeah, I'm really excited because I love RPGs and I love games that do something different, right. Um, that are not the same, the same old, same old, um, but like the the trailers that we've seen and the images that we've seen are very much um kind of the uh the what do I want to say the um they're the one they're the kids drawings right but they're the 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 bare bones the um framework for the game and you kind of play through it um and I'm excited because there's all kinds of cool stuff that I can remember from being in like game uh, based uh, magazines when I was a kid. Um, so, which is weird because they weren't, they weren't about video games. They were just like kids magazines and they would have these adventures kind of drawn out and they would give you these black and white images um, that gave you like a story, like a, a framework to create a story for yourself and also to color. Um, and then there were like mazes and all other kinds of stuff that all built upon this story. And that's what like the kids magazines were um, back when, when I was a kid. Um, so it kind of like resonated with me when I saw it. I was like, this is like my childhood. Um, so I'm super excited to uh, to play this out, whether it comes out at the end of August or the beginning of September. Um, I'm going to grab that one. That's probably going to be a day one grab for me. That's probably going to be a day one grab for me. Has anybody else seen that one or is it just me because I'm weird? I have not seen that one. Yeah, it's called RPG Time, The Legend of Right. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'll put a, like I said, I'll put a link to all of these in the show notes if people want to take a look. All right, so let's do third. Uh, Jordan, how about you? Let's flip it. Let's flip it around a little bit. What's your third one? So this is my cheat one, and it's my cheat one because it originally was coming out in August, and then it was September first. Um. And while I was looking into more stuff and researching for this episode, it got announced that it got pushed. So in my heart of the original release date, 
this is my cheat game. I do not know when it's being uh, specifically released. They said it was only being pushed by a few months. So I'm guessing probably October, November, or December. Um, but it is a single player game developed by um, Didalic Entertainment and also published by them as well as Nikon and Big Ben Interactive. It's supposed to come to Windows, PS4, PS5, Switch, and Xboxes. Um, and that is Lord of the Rings Gollum. And I was interested in this one because it is a Lord of the Rings game that is, again, story-driven, um, but also classified as an action adventure. And I remember when this game was first announced, I was interested in it because you can explore this world as Gom and Smeagol, um, so not necessarily in the ways that you could in uh, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, um, but it was interesting and it could be totally coincidence i have no idea but it was interesting that they were originally releasing the game right as the show was coming out for amazon and even though it's been delayed it's possible that it still may come up or come out as the show itself is finishing up um so i'm wondering if there is any sort of um overlap or connection there whether it's through flash forwards or flashbacks um but yeah i was excited about that one and even though it's been delayed still really excited about it and as we've discussed here there's plenty of games coming out so as i was researching this game um, and looking it up again a lot of people were upset that it was delayed which it's okay you can be excited about a game and it can be sad a little bit if uh it's been delayed but games get delayed it's for the best don't get mad don't take it out on the developers there's so much content to enjoy in the meantime but exactly yes. i don't I, I don't get it but you know we're, we're good humans for the most part i guess um that was one I really wanted to play. And then I found out that it had a lot of stealth in it, which makes sense because Gullum, right? Um, and that scares me. <laughs> and that scares me because I am horrible at stealth games. I am absolutely horrible at stealth games. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna let you play it and tell me how <laughs> how how brutal the stealth part is uh and um how or if it's or if it's pretty forgiving and it's not going to make me start over at the beginning over and over again of of a thing oh yeah i hope that doesn't happen um it is interesting i'm curious to see how they balance it because they really seem to be focusing on that you can choose based on Gollum or smeagol how you're going to react mm -hmm. and smeagol definitely seems like more uh, stealth and passive and Gollum is also pretty stealth but he can get pretty um, violent and into it so I'm curious to see how that will come about in the actual gameplay but yeah definitely right there with you I really hope it doesn't start over again and again mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay sweet 
Um, Victoria, what's your next one? Mine is Saints Row. <laughs> okay, you got me. I I knew that somebody was gonna somebody was gonna choose one of mine, and that that was one of mine too. So Saints Row, why? So it's this. It's a bit nostalgic for me. I played mm. it a lot, and when they released the trailer for the remake, I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. Because it's it's more than just, you know, a remaster and reskinning it and upgrading it for next-gen consoles. It's just... Mm-hmm. Looks like it has a new story, kind of a rebooted arc, but keeps the the same sort of background of the games that kind of make them enjoyable and fun to play they don't take themselves too seriously Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah just looking forward to it (coughs) excuse me i'm looking forward to that one too um I'm looking forward to that one too. Whenever people that are younger than me talk about Saints Row, they're like, yeah, I remember playing that game. I was like, how old were you playing that game? Um. <laughs> look, look, pre, pre-recording, we had a conversation about <laughs> elementary school me singing a Spice Girl song with her friends group that no adult should have ever approved. And that was in the 90s. So I was a teenager when I was playing Saints Row. <laughs> okay, okay. I was a teenager wielding a four-foot dildo on a baseball bat and driving a sewage truck and covering other places and feces. I was a teenager. <laughs> it fit perfectly into teenager humor. I guess it does. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, see, but at the same time, you have to verify you 18 in order to even look at the trailer. Okay. It's just, oh, not in the 2000s you didn't. You had to verify nothing. <laughs> verify things oh oh god okay (laughs) i don't know if i'm just old or if it's because i'm a parent because sometimes people are talking about this stuff like i'll be talking to people who are significantly younger than me and they'll be talking about the stuff they played as kids and i was like you had no business playing that (laughs) that is always just the first thing that pops into my mind Look, you know, you know what my birthday was? It's January 1st and whatever the big, like, furthest state back on the year was, like, 1932. January 1st, 1932. So many people celebrating their birthdays on January 1st in the Steam library. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's, that was on my list, too. Um, simply because, and we've talked about this, I need a shooter. I need a shooter right now. Um, and uh, um, and if it's ridiculous, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Um, but I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to playing some Saints Row. So, yay! I think I skipped myself at one of those. Um, so I'm gonna let that one count as I'm gonna let because I'll say it's robots on my list and I'll go back because I don't think I talked about my first one, which was Two Point Campus. I didn't talk about Two Point Campus, did I? You're like, I don't know. No. Nope. Okay, so Two Point Campus was actually the first one on my list. Um, And I really enjoyed the first uh, Two Point Hospital. 
um, which came out several years ago. I can't even remember how long it was. It was, it's been, well, it had to have been within the last five years because I remember playing it on the Switch. I'm looking. It was 2018. So yeah, four years ago. Two Point Hospital, um, which is like, a, it's like a, a management sim, but it's also a, it's a management sim where you kind of build a hospital and then you have to, um, manage it right and and they're, they're not real illnesses but they're ridiculous illnesses like people come in with no heads or people come in as clowns because they picked up some kind of uh, virus that turns everybody into a clown um and then when you so you have to manage it like and manage the flow so the people can get seen in a timely manner or they die um and then when they die they come back and they haunt <laughs> they come back and they haunt the hospital. Then you have to have your janitors go around and suck up the spirits in their in their ghostly back. Um, so that one was really fun. So when they announced Two Point Campus, the first thing I thought to myself was, this is what my mother calls a busman's holiday, um, <laughs> where the bus driver has to take the bus. So it's like always being at work. But at the same time, I was like, but you get to manage a campus. It's like you get to manage like an entire university. It is always the thing that I, you keep telling yourself, I could do this better. Um, so now you actually get to do it better um, in your video game. See, because I mean, I would want to do it better in my video game. I clearly, I have no desire to for university administration anymore. Um, I was an administrator once once upon a time for a very short, not very for a short period of time. It was too long. And, uh, and and I never want to do that ever again. And I really don't want to do it at the at the upper level where you manage the entire university. That holds no nothing for me. No nothing. Holds no nothing. I have no desire to ever do that. That sounds like a freaking nightmare unless I'm doing it in my video game. And apparently I will be doing it um, in my video game in just, I think, eight days eight days because it comes out on the, no seven days now because today is the second so it comes out on the ninth I'm going to be playing two-point campus um and I'm going to be managing a university and making all kinds of ridiculous things happen and I am super duper looking forward to it um yeah so I get to build as their tagline build the university of my dreams I'm looking forward to it um and it's coming out on everything. It's going to be on Steam. It's on Switch. So Xbox, it's on PlayStation. So if you want to play, you want to manage the university, you absolutely can. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. So, yeah. That was going to be one of my honorable mentions because I have not played Two Point Hospital, but I watched my partner play it for weeks. And uh I feel like I would like it, but since I haven't played the first one, I wasn't sure. I'm really interested to see what the equivalent in this is going to be of where in Two Point Hospital, you would have people that would stand at vending machines for two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> we'll see how this one goes. Well, there are vending machines in Two Point Campus. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Because it's a it's a university campus. There's vending machines in every building on every other floor, at least. That makes sense. I just didn't see it in the trailer, so I was like, "What? What? What is that going to be?" Because uh, yeah, when I was watching him, I just remember 
lots of anger like please move you're blogging the only hallway i have and my janitor can't <laughs> clean up there's ghosts everywhere yep so i'm 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 like i said i really enjoyed two-point hospital and it's been four years and i'm hoping that like everything they could have learned to make the experience smoother and more fun that they've applied to two-point campus and have it just like reskin two-point hospital but i don't it doesn't look like they have um it doesn't look like they have and i recently they were doing a thing where <clears throat> um if you like logged into two-point hospital it gave you things from two-point campus to put in your two-point hospital save and i think it also gave you things from two-point hospital to put in your two-point campus save so we'll see if there's i'm looking forward to like fun quirky things i mean and there and again it's not like regular classes like it's not gonna it's gonna be like made up ridiculous stuff um it's going to be like made up ridiculous stuff in terms of like classes and areas of study and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, to play in it, to play in it. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably play it on switch again. I'll probably play it on switch again. So yeah. All right. Let's see. Let me look at my list. what are we missing whose turn is it let's see i think we unless i'm skipping someone too that was all that was our three three that was our three three because you because me and victoria shared says row for our third um what about what about your honorable mention does anybody have an honorable mention they want to throw out there because i know what mine is yeah, I had a few. One was Saints Row. One was uh, Two Point Campus. Um, but the other one was a game called Cursed Golf, and it's uh, coming out on Steam. And it's basically just a game where, yeah, it's golf, but also you have like these ball, uh, these bosses, and it's kind of like a, a cursed golf course and you can upgrade your different golf balls to do different things like drill through the ground and you fight against ghosts so I thought that was kind of cute and fun don't know if I'm like fully on board we'll get it like right away but especially if it is on switch or comes to switch it seems like a fun kind of walk around game it looks like there's a demo on steam just saying <laughs> Cause I was going to, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that one. It was coming. It looked really cute. Um, but again, it's cursed, right? Um, it's a platformer. Oh, there's a demo on Steam. I'm gonna have to check that out. Definitely gonna have to check that out. It looks like a lot of fun. All right. What about you, Victoria? Do you have an honorable mention? I do not have an honorable mention this go around. Oh, sweet well i do um and i know it's gonna sound absolutely ridiculous but i really really want to play this game it is disney's dreamlight adventures <laughs> because it's so if you have not seen disney dreamlight adventures it's like 
Oh gosh. It's like, uh, I hate to say this. Okay. Because I get really pissed off when people who play, um, like any kind of game say it's like the same game over and over again. Um, but it looks a lot like mechanically, not aesthetically animal crossing, but with Disney characters, um, and the art style is totally and completely different. Um, and it comes out in September, not, not, what did I call it? It's Disney Dreamlight Valley. Did I say Disney Dreamlight Adventures? Like I said, I haven't had caffeine today. Comes out September 6th. Um, and so you get to like build your own world and it comes out on everything. Um, it's coming out on PC. So it's coming out in Steam, uh, the Epic Store and the Windows Store, Switch, PC, I mean, sorry, PlayStation and Xbox. And it's free to play. And it's free to play. So, you know, they're going to nickel and dime the hell out of you with those microtransactions. <laughs> they're going to sell you all the cosmetics. Um, they're probably going to sell, I don't put, put it past them to sell like story packs and all that other stuff too. But I got to try it. I absolutely have got to try it. It looks, it's adorable. Um, and I have a serious love-hate relationship with Disney because, you know, Disney got a whole lot of issues. But, um, yeah, I got to check it out. I got to check it out. So that comes out on the 6th. Um, let's see. Um, oh, let's see. So it starts on the 6th. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at the site right now. It says starting on the 6th, Dreamlight Valley will be available in early access for players who purchase a Founders Pack or have an Xbox Game Pass membership. Okay. So that's already how they're getting money out of you is if you purchase the Founders Pack. I don't even know what's in the Founders Pack. I have Game Pass, so um, I'll get access to it that way. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure of what's in the founders pack. Um, trying to see if it shows anywhere what's in the founders pack, if it's just cosmetics or if it's like in-game currency, which is another way that a lot of, you know, free-to-play games get you like in-game currency. Cause there's so much stuff to, to buy, right? There's clothes and there's furniture because like I said, you get to like, it's a lot like Animal Crossing, you'll get to decorate stuff. Um, and that's how I imagine they'll get you. Um, that's how I'm, I imagine they'll get you, which is going to have a whole lot of parents mad because it's going to have kids, you know, wanting to buy all the things that they can't earn in game. Um, so we'll see how it turns out, but I'm excited to to at least check it out. And that's my, that was my honorable mention. Because I was trying to stick to September. I mean, excuse me, stick to August. And that one comes out in September. And I think, I don't know. Jordan, did you have another honorable mention? Or was that it for you? That was it. So we have a very full <laughs> August and September coming up. Um, in terms of all these new games that are coming out. Um. And I'm excited to to play so many of them. And I don't know why they got to come back 
uh, why they got to come out right when it's time for school to go back. I don't appreciate that at all. It's like they want me to work or something. I say that like I have, like I didn't work all the way, like most of the way through the summer because I even taught summer school. I say that like I have not been working. Um, but, you know, after like, I don't know, it's been almost like two weeks with like no work, work, not research. I'm always doing that, but no work, work. I'm like, I'm going to go back to work now ever. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. I'm excited for those. All right, so I guess that brings us to the end of episode 234. Um, and that's what we're looking forward to. Uh, that's what we're looking forward to in the next month or so. Um, so feel free y'all to tell us what you're interested in, uh, what you're interested in checking out in the in the next um, in the next month or so. Um, and that's gonna bring us to the end of the episode. So until next time, um where we have episode 235 where we're going to talk about something exciting because we already know what we're talking about we're going to talk about something exciting but we're not going to spoil it um i would like to say um take care of yourselves take care of one another stay safe stay cool um and as always my friends game on It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.